This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. And so everything that happens is um, because myself and the faculty, we feel this is what God is doing. And God is doing some very personal things um, in us. I have the privilege tonight to have... um, Jackie Gutierrez. Did I even touch it? Close, close. Close. Gutierrez. That's, there you go. <laughs> Tried to put too much accent on it. Um, with me, and this is very much a God thing. Very much a God thing. Um, her heart is very full. And so we're going to do something that we do often. We have chats and um, just us and talk about different things and talk about what's in our hearts and I've talked to her for a couple of few years now about some wealth that she has actually it's been quite a few years hasn't it um some wealth that she has and I feel like it fits perfectly in this place and so with what we've been looking at this year with just Jesus and um the way that we allow our lives our Christian expression to um, magnify him and express him and demonstrate him. And I, I personally, you all know me well enough to know that I have feelings where I think we bind him in our church pictures and we, um, we learn a lot, even with biblical truth, and then our knowledge can bind um, what actually he does with that truth in our hearts. And so though I'm completely submitted love, the church setting, the body of Christ. I think there's a maturing in the earth of the body of Christ. And so Jack and I are going to talk tonight about the power of communication. And and God, a couple of weeks ago, had laid on my heart, um, because I'm, I'm very aware of how um, Jack crafts with words. Um, she does our social media, and and there are just different places where I've interacted with her ministry-wise and then also through publications that go out, promotions that go out, prayers that are tagged to the Sunday morning invitation to to come in at 1030 for our family gathering. And and so I, I just noticed things God was doing. And years ago, I noticed the way God used her her artistic capacities with photography and different things. So this one day, I literally had an encounter with God in seeing us sitting here chatting like this about this particular topic. He said, you, just, you two talk about the power of communication. Because we're learning in here, we're, we're always communicating. You know, I think somebody reminded me, Grace, it might have been Grace talking to me today about, um, we were talking about communication from the standpoint of, 90 to 95% of our communication is nonverbal. Now, for me, that, there's a lot of communication going on because I've got a lot of verbal. And if 90% of what I communicate is nonverbal, then that's very scary for the earth. I'm like, I'm being funny, but I'm being serious because there's a lot of words here. And if that's only 5 to 10% of what I'm communicating, there's a lot going out. And I think it's time for us to look at there's a lot going out. And so... If we're learning truly to put Jesus first in our lives here and so, then there's a lot of ways that we can communicate through creativity, through art, through, um, there's just so many avenues. So I kind of wanted to have this conversation with Jackie because I feel like 
there are ways God even wants to now maybe use your heart to share how you're navigating a path as a creative. Jackie and her husband, Rafa, everybody knows Rafa. Rafa runs chats. Um, and they also are over there. They're starting a young adult ministry. And so they have all kinds of things on their plate that God is doing with them. And so um, I just I just want us to talk, and I want you to just share your heart. She and I have talked about this, and I think even um, coming to this platform in this way to share her heart is such a huge gift for Jack to give to so, um, because this wouldn't be her choice of, of expression to be on a stage in front of people, and yet she has one of the biggest hearts I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and also is one of the most creative people. I mean, some of your art is in my little room where my keyboard is. And, you know, and then some of your art is just in my life and on my life from your touch. So um, that being said, um, I'm going to touch into some things because we have to ask ourselves questions like, in what ways do we each individually communicate what we hear and our learning from God and his truths or his word. And I know that in different avenues for you, you do social media, but then you also um, do artwork on lives. And you also are a very strong family person. And so I, I want you all just to open your hearts because Jack is sitting here right now having had a beautiful encounter with God through worship. So it's kind of rough, isn't it, to come then sit here and, I feel naked. <laughs> um, but you're a full-grown woman full of goodies, and so that's why you're here, and that's why I'm trusting you. So even maybe some of how you've learned, because you had upbringing but not in this kind of a church setting, and, and yet you you dove in full force with um, truth, with Jesus, with spiritual encounters in the teen ministry when you were much younger. Mm -hmm. And so as you've navigated that path um, as a creative, maybe how has some of your walk been, you know, maybe rough stuff and good stuff of, okay, how do we give our hearts? That's scary sometimes. You know, if you, so do you, do you feel like talking from that standpoint? Cool. Just real quick, Linda, could you please turn down 11 and 33? They're just really bright. See, Thank this you. This woman's so creative. She's like, "Thank you," because I'm sitting here saying, "Where are my sunglasses?" <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think everybody could probably say they've had something in their childhood that was hard, and that it's translated over as adults. And I'm sure all of you have seen, like, oh, this thing, this way of thinking from when I was a child, it's affecting everything in my life as an adult. And I mean, we can't even have this conversation, like the power of communication without first saying like, there's no power if the Holy Spirit isn't involved. Because you can read whatever you want, you can do whatever exercise, but the healing, the power doesn't come unless the Holy Spirit's there. And I think like, my, I'm, I know people have had it way worse than I've had it, but my childhood was hard in the sense of, like, I had to be an adult by the age of nine, and, I mean, I behaved like an adult from then on, you know, doing crazy things, like, 
I said this in my testimony the other day, but by the time I got to high school, I was done with drugs and alcohol. And I mean, I was a broken child acting like an adult, you know? So when Jesus saved me at 18, it was radical. It was radical. I had nothing and he saved me. And so then you would think of all of these things from when I was nine, even before that, that all of a sudden I'm, I'm 18 and I'm saved. But this way of thinking wasn't saved yet, right? Because we're being saved. The word tells us we're constantly being saved. So yeah, God redeemed my life. But there's things in me even now that I don't think we'll always have because we haven't arrived that he's saving us in, in our destructive thinking. And so, but it's the goodness of God, right? It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And I've been so fortunate to be placed in a family where I've acted a fool and I've been met with love. And I've been met with goodness. And the love of God has been demonstrated with the people in my life. And so, you can ask Rafa, I'm crazy, right? And God's saving me from that. And so, (laughs) I've anything... (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) Anything I ever put out, anything that I know about God, has been because he's been so good that he's met me there. And I refuse to post anything online that I don't actually know is true. So there's some things where I like, I see something and I'm like, oh, I should post that on social media. But I get this conviction of like, do I really know that? Do I really know what that means? And there's some things that I still don't understand. So I I don't go there. I mean, I go there with God, but I don't post it because I can't be like, this is truth. If I don't actually know, believe it, you know? And so sometimes I feel like, the Living Faith, like, Instagram page is just, like, my my life, like, my, my devotionals with God, <laughs> and that's all I can do right now, but I don't even know what I'm saying, but God's just, all I know about God is that he always, always has something to say, and if we're willing to listen, if we're willing to put down our pride and to humble ourselves, and I use those words because in marriage, you have to have those two words. You have to be humble. You have to lay down your pride because I can think I'm right 100% and I'm completely wrong. But the moment I humble myself, God's goodness meets me and I can, you know, fix whatever mistake I made. But does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. I don't know. <laughs> And even you shared, like, from your childhood, there were certain things that then this causes you to be the woman that you are now today. Yeah. So would you, do you see artwork in all of that? Do you see, like, even where, um, because I think artists are misunderstood. I think a a lot of us are misunderstood. A lot of people think they're not creative, and yet there's artwork everywhere. You're not an artist just because you paint or carve wood, or something like that. So even that, like your your aspect, because remember the first time like I talked to you about the lens of your heart and what God had said to me about the lens of your heart, yeah. and yet that you already, you were sensing a passion towards something. And so God had already made you an artist, but then he had an intention mm-hmm. to spirit-fill your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk to that a little bit, even how you have felt as you have felt him, mm-hmm. Embrace your life and your talent, your your gift, your creativity. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, anything that the enemies try to use to either 
steal from us, hurt us, cause anxiety or pain in our life, God can use to do something incredible with. I promise you, it doesn't matter how horrendous you think something is, God can redeem anything and use anything, absolutely anything, okay? So I think like, so I had to be a mom. I had to raise my siblings. And from a really early age, I've been super aware of everybody, all people, just really aware of people. And I'm always second-guessing their, not anymore, well, sometimes, second-guessing their intentions. (laughs) And I just feel super aware of people, right? And I'm also really, I don't think responsible is the word, but super, like, um, I really hate to fail. I really, really, really hate to fail. Um, And... So I've been a mom. What else was I going to say? Okay. So there's all these things. And then when God saved me and I discovered photography, which I discovered here by accident, somebody handed me a camera and I was like, okay. And I started taking pictures. But the creativity was already there. Yeah. Which I had no idea. Yeah. Also, I don't consider myself a creative, which I know is crazy, but I don't because it's just God. But um, I'm really aware of people when I'm taking their pictures. I can sense when they're uncomfortable. I can sense when they feel insecure about something or vulnerable in a position that I have them in. And, and so I can go in and shift that. I can bring some kind of peace to them or clarity or make something fun or give them a prompt that makes them forget about how they're feeling, you know. And I had to be a mom from a really early age. And it stole a lot of my childhood, but it's prepared me to be the woman that I am today. Like, I love people, and I love to take care of people, and I want my whole life to be a representation of God's invitation. That's it, you know? And I've, that I've because I've been a mom forever, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I, you and I both have this maternal thing of whatever you need, come in close. I want to take care of you, you know? And then, again, in my thinking and still being saved, I've struggled to set, to let my heart go after people when it shouldn't because we don't want to empower you know whatever we just I don't want to I mean codependency right we know codependency right Right. so I've struggled with that as an adult because I want to protect everybody and so God's teaching me that actually I can't save anybody only he can save people right only him that's it so it's this constant thing of like okay God am I taking am I trying to be God right now and so then there's, okay, I'm going to put that down. And I'm, God, what do you say about this right now? Oh, you actually have had them this entire time, and I'm actually getting in the way. I'm sorry. I'll back up right now. And it really is that simple. If we take God, is not a liar. God's not a liar. He cannot tell lies. And if he says something, it will be so. So when he tells you something, you can rest in that peace. And nothing could take it. It's really that simple. You take the truth and you're like, okay, I'll believe this. Because like Rafa always says this, we would rather believe a complicated lie because it can't be that simple than to believe the simple truth. Yeah. And God's truth is so simple. We just like to complicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, well, God's intention is to redeem our entire lives. So even the things that you think are bad, he wants to do something with it. And if and he'll tell you if it's something you need to surrender. And he'll make it easy. We just have to stay close to him. Because when it's hard, there's something there that's not letting you be close to him. And it's always us because this is his posture. 
that's his posture. We're the ones that are like, God, where are you? And he's like, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got a major fan out there. Okay, um, another question. And, you know, I'm posing these questions to Jack, but she's the brave one up here talking from a standpoint of how she had no idea how God was going to use the way that her heart was. She had no idea when she got saved how God was going to use what was actually a warped childhood, you know, misguided childhood in having to grow up so quickly. She had no idea how God was going to creatively use what the thing, the thing that should have been like Patsy shared about brick walls at, at our prayer time. To share, and I loved, I loved, can I say, you went over and said, let me touch that brick. Because you know, that, I think that reminds us sometimes when, when Patsy shared about how solid a brick wall really is, but then the supernatural aspect of Jesus bringing us through it. Yeah. And then sometimes he brings us through it and we don't even realize we've gone, we've come through it. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, wow, I'm saved and you're using me. So here's another question. This might be totally... Um, Jack's actually got all the goods tonight. I'm just sort of taking a piece of paper, and these are things that will spark her or trigger her in cool places. Can our gifting and talents, which we sometimes think are simply natural, communicate and speak God's truth? Yeah. That's the whole point, actually. Okay. Yeah. Every desire that we have externally, like everything we want to see, every dream, every purpose, every passion, whatever, God actually first wants to do internally, right? So, like, hmm, Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, I just, hmm. Go wherever you want to go. Okay. <laughs> wherever he wants to go, I'm just trying to chill. There you go. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the simple truth is that God will use everything for good. God will make everything work for good, right? So if any talent that we have, and here's the thing, like talent can be something like being an accountant. Like that takes a lot of talent, actually, you know. Um, Raising children, that is one of the most beautiful talents, the most beautiful because you're you're one of the first representations to this, this, this child's life about God and his nature, right? Um, what, what other things can be talent? Pastor Kathy? Everything, really. Everything, I yeah. mean, any, any capacity you have, even Pastor Bill used to laughingly say that I had an additional gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of gab. <laughs> and, and he would tease me about it because he said, when you sit and chat, your chatting with people comes through gifting of God. You, you can find words in places where other people would be like, what? what? Yeah. And yet that would engage people yeah. to use their words. Yeah. I mean, describe. everybody here could testify to that, right? Okay, right. Like, yeah, we've Anybody experienced that. Me, that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, there's... <laughs> my, well, my dad prophesied over me when I was a child and didn't even know he was. He, mm-hmm. They came out with this Chatty Cathy doll, and he said, that, that's your name, babe, Chat, Chatty Cathy. So he prophesied. So you can blame my dad. <laughs> but even like, how would you define communication? Because you, you were this little girl, basically mothering mm-hmm. your siblings. Mm-hmm. 
And so that there was communication there. You didn't really have a capacity. You didn't even realize God was using you there. Mm-mm. Because here you are, a little girl. You don't know how to be a mother. Yeah. And yet you mothered them. Yeah. You nurtured them. Yeah. So now coming to this place, even like the way that he uses your gifting, the way that your words touch people or your art or your photography, mm-hmm. um, or even I'll see you walk back and forth to catch a right picture of an angle of Pastor Gavin while he's teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's not just his good angle she's catching. She's catching what's communicating the passion in him that's communicating what he's teaching. So how, give your kind of a definition, because I came to you that day, and yeah. I, do you remember I was fired up? I was like, <laughs> I was so spiced, fired up, because I, was, I had been inspired for us to do this. And so I encourage you too. You, you don't have to like think we're like up here crazy anointed or anything, but God's doing something tonight. Because even like Jackie being brave to say yes to do this, there's some faith flowing out of her for courage to move further in what God wants to do with you. Because she's moving further and, and moved even further in her worship with what God wants to do with her. So there is something happening in her and through her nurturing tonight our courage and spunk to step out in what God's doing. So how would you like to maybe define communication even? Because remember, we talked and I came to you all fired up and said, we're always communicating because God made us communicable. And the reason God, we're made in his image. And God is the original communicator. God's intention from before the foundation of the world, was to communicate himself, his goodness, all of his power, his love, his care for for mankind. He wanted to demonstrate it, communicate it into a visible form, an actual touchable, tangible form. So when I came to you that day, what did you think when I was like, okay, you have a capacity of communication, and even that there's a creative piece in you to give courage with respect to communication. So how would you like even, I don't care how crazy you do it, you can define your perspective as you're growing in God and releasing yourself for his good. How would you define communication? Any, I don't care what words you use. <laughs> okay. Um, well, no, I mean, when you said that, I think on Monday, at first I was like, wow, that's God's grace on my life because I... I, when you said that, and you, with this question that you're asking me now, I think the only reason why I'm able to communicate whatever you're seeing is God's grace, really, but just listening. It takes a lot of listening, a lot of waiting, a lot of, because I'm, I'm a super internal processor. Rafa's very external. Um, but I'm, yeah, he does know. But I'm really internal, and there's this constant thing. Pastor Gerard, actually, he taught that class in a training center, and he said this, and I was just like, whoa, when he said it. But he was saying, like, in Scripture, there's something about the battlefield and that the enemy's coming to, um, knocking on the door trying to get in. And he's like, that's not out here. That's right here. He's trying to trample down some things in here. And he said that, and I was like, whoa. So... Again, being saved, right, in our thinking, in our destructive ways. Um, I think Holy Spirit's going to want to do something. What? I think Holy Spirit's going to want to do something. Go ahead. At some point, because, yeah. But um, 
Holy Spirit, we just just have your way. Have your way. Settle down in our hearts. Yeah. You're the focus. You're the reason we're here. Wherever you want to go, we're going to go. Yeah. We trust you. We love you. We want to honor you and please you and bring you glory, Holy Spirit. So whatever you want to do, we'll do. Whatever you want to do, we'll do, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the peace in this room, for the stillness, for your sweet presence surrounding each of us. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, your burden is light. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, so again, in my mind, um, if there's, I mean, honestly, when Pastor Kathy, she's asked me this question so many times, if I wanted to teach with her or do something up here and immediately he's like, no, I would never, I could never, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about that. And, but that's my own thinking. That's my own feelings, right? It's my own fear. And it honestly, it wasn't until this Saturday we had a young adult event and um, there wasn't enough. I hadn't ordered enough food because some people came that hadn't registered. And me being a mom, I want to make sure everybody's fed. So I told Rafa, you're not eating. And so <laughs> so immediately I was like, okay, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do? I was like, Rafa, go order four pizzas. We ordered the four pizzas and they came out to be an extra $100. And I was like, this does not feel right. And immediately Holy Spirit was like, oh, you don't trust me. And I was like, God, okay, whoa. I called Papa John's because that was my mess, so I wasn't going to make Rafa call. And I was like, hey, I need to cancel those pizzas. And they were like, okay. And I was just like, I'm, I'm still freaking out, but I'm going to trust you, Holy Spirit. And the time came, and I'm not even joking. People had seconds, thirds. Abel and Taylor and Aleppo were here. Okay? Y'all know, y'all know. They were eating, and yeah, and there was leftovers. And I was trying to get rid of the food at That's the end. Biblical. Yeah. That's biblical, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 And immediately what happened was I had my thinking. I realized in that moment, this was Saturday, okay, <laughs> that um, I've always been led by my emotions. And, and I've always known that. But, like, I've always actually behaved and acted out of my emotions and my thinking. And... It, on that moment, it flipped. It was finally like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to be led by your thinking, by what you're feeling, by what you're saying. And I realized that what I had been doing this way was trying to save myself, trying to save everything around me. But he will finish the good work that he began in us, right? I can't do it. I can't finish that good work. It's literally not possible. But I keep trying to save myself from whatever situations. Why? Because I'm scared to fail right? Because of my thinking, because of what's happened, my traumas, I'm scared to fail. But the moment that I did this and I 
I just chose to trust him. I really wasn't sure, but I knew that he can't lie. So I chose to trust him, and he showed up. And this might seem insignificant, like, Jackie, it's just food, relax. No, this, if you, you can see, you can miss God. No. You can see God in anything, or you can miss him in everything. Okay? So I chose to see him in this moment. Why? Because it's really that simple. And the moment that God can trust you with the small things, he will continue to trust you with the big things. Right? So um, to answer your question, the way that I communicate now since Saturday is I have to pause. I have to pause. And then Pastor Kathy came to me on Monday and was like, Jack, gave me this beautiful word. And she asked me, like, would you be down? No, you, well, you asked me last week. But, well, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday, I thought it was yeah. this week. I mean, I chose to forget it. I was like, I'm not going to think about it. When she asked me that the first time, but on Monday. Well, I said, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you did. The timing will be everything. Yeah. And I have something to say about that. Remind me. Okay. But um, she asked me again, and all of a sudden, there wasn't even an ounce of fear or worry in me. Because I chose to be like, Holy Spirit, is this something you even want me to do? Let me shut up for a second and ask you, is this something you even want me to do? And I heard, I didn't know, actually, I didn't hear, I felt the peace that I felt when I realized that he showed up on Saturday. And so I was like, okay, Pastor Kathy, yeah, I'll do it, you know, and and she knows me so well. So this is the thing that I was going to say is, this is also being saved when I'm being redeemed and everything at 18. The most beautiful part has been the family that I've been placed into. Like, the way that Pastor Kathy asked me, the way that she's been kind of planting these seeds all these years, the way she encourages me all the time, she's been a mom in my life. And I haven't had the best experience with my mom. And I, but I love her now. I've forgiven her for everything. She did the best that she could with everything that she had. And but God so wants to redeem everything in our lives that he put me in a family where I'm surrounded by mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers. And if you really want to experience the fullness of God, the goodness of God, that's, that can only happen in family. I don't care how much of an introvert you think you are. I don't care how much of a lone wolf you think you are and how strong you think you are by yourself. It's not possible. It's not happening. You have to be in family. You have to be in family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. So that was the timing piece? Yeah. Yeah. That was the timing piece? Yeah. Yeah, communicating, just listening to him since Saturday, choosing to listen to him and being obedient. He blesses our obedience even when we step out. And maybe it wasn't what he wanted us to do, but if our heart posture is obedience, he's going to bless it. Yeah. I think it's so cool, even um, Jack sharing that encounter with Holy Spirit on Saturday, because if if we really begin to look at communication, Communication is not, you know, like like I laughingly said, um, 90 to 95% of our communication is nonverbal. But if we realize um, even some of that, there are divine aspects to why that could be. Um, and I don't, I don't want to trip you out, but at the same time, I think part of Holy Spirit open, opening us up to really be communicable with truth and with our... Um, testimonies and encounters with God is that we would realize, okay, turn off religion, okay, because scripture says again and again, and God said in the creation story, but if we can realize God was communicating, but God didn't have vocal cords and lips and a mouth and a tongue, 
So God's not defining communication as verbal expression, though he now has empowered us to speak words of love. That is a form, a one of the forms of communication he has given us. So even on Saturday, there were ways that God was not just giving Jack directions for what she and Roth would do about food in that. He was actually communicating to her the nerve, the faith, to call and cancel the order of pizzas, to take a chance there wouldn't be enough food. Although he knew if she trusts me, there will be food. And so he was communicating a capacity to obey, to trust, to believe that anyone that came to, into family with she and Roth, they were going to be fed. You see? So this is why even I, I knew if she got up here, her heart would start like, you know, almost like, um, you know, those movies where whatever the thing is begins to get larger and larger and spread out. And I knew if, if I knew if you would just <laughs> trust that I said, I mean, you teach, you, you, she'll get on Instagram and her and Ralph will just be recording themselves in the car going along. And one time I, you know, I, I follow her obviously. And so I'm like, And I'm like, teach, girl. You're teaching right now. And all you're doing is testifying about the good day and what God's doing in your life that day. So I say that because she's up here leaking out her own story of how God will use your relationship with him and your relationship with others to do things that are totally scriptural. Because on Sunday morning when she told me what happened, I was like, maybe that's why God on Monday morning said to me, it's time. Um, because she's telling me that. And I said, my gosh, that's exact. I mean, the disciples didn't know with the loaves and fishes. They, they were just trusting. Jesus lifted it to heaven and then gave it to them. I mean, they could have just stood there and said, we're not doing this. Jesus, there's not enough here. Look at the crowd. But they just started passing it out. So when humans just start doing what they are sort of, you know, inside, you know, sometimes things can happen. And we think nothing happened. Every time you exercise yourself with God, something happens inside of us. Because brick walls start coming down. And maybe, we, maybe the brick wall is still there. And we think, well, nothing happened that day. Oh, something did happen. Part of your will was being trained. So even, even you're up here tonight. And you weren't just looking at me and me posing the questions. These questions were, I was like, Lord, just, you know, I just want to say something that's going to spark her so that she taps into this resource. Every single one of you have a resource. And okay, now I'm just going to talk about all of us and all humans on the planet. We're all communicating every day. If we're insecure, say no condemnation, we're communicating insecurity into the atmosphere. If we're bold and full of pride and we think, I got this, I can rock it all. We're communicating that. And then sometimes I think the church just looks around the world and says, the world is really messed up. Well, we're some of the people in the world that are communicating the crud into the atmosphere, right? And yet we've got Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit comes into a young adult event and the inclination is order pizzas, but Holy Spirit, he didn't say, you're naughty, Jack, cancel the pizzas. He's just coming in saying, trust me. He didn't say, call up 
call up Papa John's. She could have had the pizzas and he wouldn't have, she's not sinning. She's not doing anything wrong. It's not unholy. But he's coming to spark her, to say there's something you can tap deeper. Should we go to any questions? What do you think about parables? Jesus did parables. You think Saturday was a parable? Yeah. Yeah. I actually have, I don't know if it's okay to say this, a theory. I don't know if that's better or not. But, no, okay. no, um, <laughs> I think like Jesus did speak in parables, right? In stories, mm-hmm. constantly, always right. to teach people, right. painting a picture in people's heads, right? But we no longer need parables because our whole lives are a testimony. Our whole lives are the stories that people are waiting to hear, right? The world is waiting for us to start talking, right? The world's all messed up. Do something about it. Like, it's, it's up to us, you know? And I think, like, really, it's the power of our testimony, right? The Word tells us in a few scriptures, actually, that we need to be sharing our testimony constantly. And it's I mean, I don't think anybody here is ashamed of their testimony. And also, no testimony is insignificant. Right. This Saturday is a testimony. Right. Your car didn't, was, didn't start, but you prayed over it and it started. That's a testimony. Yep. God told you to go to the store, but you didn't really want to. But you went and you saw your teacher from fifth grade and you got to say hi to her. You didn't even pray, but got to talk to her and encourage her in some way. That's a testimony. God is always speaking. And if we are just... Just take a moment to listen and trust him. He will change the world, right, through us. Uh-huh. And, I mean, but, yeah, the parables are incredible. I mean, if, like, the, the, I mean, the things that, that Jesus said about, like, oh, man, I mean, everything, everything, right? Every, every picture that he drew. But our lives are drawing that picture now. And, and through him, like it's because of Jesus that we get to have these incredible testimonies. And I think another part that is important about testimonies, it's one, like we're reminded because we easily forget. We so easily forget. Yeah. Not on purpose, but we just yeah. do. But if we're intentional with the Holy Spirit, right? When we share our testimonies, we're reminded of the goodness that marked our lives in that, those moments. And on um, on Sunday when I shared um, my testimony and, and when we were doing Vision Fund, three people came up to me and told me they were struggling with suicide. And I got to pray with them. And I've checked up on them. And but you're, why are, I almost didn't say my testimony out of selfishness, out of fear, out of me saving Jackie. Don't go up there and make a fool out of yourself. Make a fool out of yourself. The foolishness of God is better than the wisdom of a man, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so can I ask you, um, these questions are like, I'm like, mm, they, they be that. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, because I was caught up in me and Jack's chat. <laughs> okay, so now, can I ask you a personal question? Um, all in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. So now you said yes to this with me tonight. And so now all of the, the thoughts, the, the, the feelings you had about whether you would be able to handle the teaching aspect, because you do have a teaching gift, um, what... How would what would you say now? How would you? Because I think a lot of people 
we have things in front of us that we know God is calling us to, but then some people think, well, if I feel funky, I'm not in faith, or if I'm scared about it, I'm not in faith. And how, how do you feel? Do you feel differently now with some of the things I've said to you through the years? Do you feel differently now that you've, you've sat up here and, and I, I've literally, I mean, the passion has risen in you, and instead of just us looking at each other like we joked about for a couple of days, like we'd, we would just look at each other and talk <laughs> and have a chat and let everybody listen to our chat. Yeah. But you've literally turned and looked. What, what has, how do you think maybe even God has communicated to you in your bravery and courage tonight? What do you think he's, can you verbalize it at all? Honestly, I feel like I'm not in a bad way, but so frustrated with mm. myself for not shutting up sooner, for not just choosing to believe him mm. and trust him sooner. Mm. Like, and like you've just, you've been consistent in calling out certain things, calling annoying, out the gold. Possibly. No, not never annoying. Always scary, but never annoying. Scary. Always scary. <laughs> um, is that a compliment? <laughs> yes, it is. Because you don't back down. You're consistent. No. And you call out the gold. And I mean, honestly, I can't really think about this right now because if I do, I'll probably throw up and like run away crying. But <laughs> I just, I really, I'm just sitting on this piece of like, Holy Spirit, you're, it's, it's just you. Mm-hmm. It can't be me because mm-hmm. my thoughts lead to destruction. Mm-hmm. But he's good. And I feel mm-hmm. so much peace being up here. Like this kind of feels natural. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's weird, but I don't know. I don't know. I think even even that, um, I would say, if you're willing, um, any one of us in here can have some way that God's touching our heart to step further in the way that we communicate. Not everyone, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to have public ministry or have to get up in front of people with a mic. That's not what it means. But even to have the nerve, because probably every one of us in this room could say that there are times that we're in a public setting, at a mall, in the grocery store, anywhere. And, and God wants to impress us to go up to someone, to share his love somehow. Or maybe there are people God's trying to link your heart to and you're like, oh my gosh, no. Um, I'm not going to vibe with them. Or I'm scared to vibe with them. I'm scared because then when I get to know people more deeply, they're going to know the parts of me that are scared. And so I would like it if, because you have, you're literally operating within bravery, and I even love your transparency right there, to say if you dove too deep into, you know, saying how you feel, what's transpired through this this thing with us, that you might run off, you know, crying or throwing up. That kind of, you know, that, but that kind of vulnerability, it's so powerful, because we're all human and we all have different things that we grapple with. This may not be your thing you grapple with, like I'm afraid to do stuff. I kind of doubt. I mean, I think every one of us have something that we're like, <laughs> I draw the line there, you know. And even as long as I've been in public ministry and public speaking, I still can get nervous in different environments or, or whatever. You know, I didn't want to pressurize Jack. And so when she said yes, I had a split second where I was like, are you sure? Because I, I'm not pressured. You don't have to prove this to me right now. So I would like it if you would pray for, you know, like, and I, we don't even have to do a prayer line if you want to just stand up. But if you have anything 
that you feel there is a way God wants to use you that you're a little bit gun shy of, or maybe you just want the surge of passion to step further. Any, anything that might be a brick wall or feel like a brick wall might not even be any wall there at all, but it might feel like a brick wall. Um, something you don't feel like you have the nerve. Um, if you feel to lay hands, we can, or if, I mean, people can just stand up and you can stand right here and pray if you want. However you feel to do it, I'm going to trust you to what you want to do. Okay. What do you want to do? I think everybody can stay, but... um. I want to read a scripture. Do it. Um, Love it. One second. I should know that. (laughs) You're caught in a different thing. I just feel like this is important because, um, I mean, it's really simple, but we won't feel the um, confidence in communicating ourselves in our jobs, in our families, in our relationships, in church, at the gas station, getting food at Chick-fil-A because they needed to. Um, We won't feel the confidence to do those things if we're not really sure about who God says we are and what he says he is in our lives and what he wants for us in our lives. So I just felt like God, again, super simple, Philippians 1.6. Um, I'm just going to read it from the beginning. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day with Christ Jesus, when Christ Jesus returns. I pray that your love will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. So I feel like in God saying he will finish the great work he began in us. He's not shocked by any thoughts that we're having. 
He's not shocked by any behaviors that are lingering. He's not shocked by any way that we act or any anything that we still have going on that doesn't isn't glorifying or producing Jesus's fruit. He's not shocked by any of that. He doesn't stray away from it. Again, his posture is come into my hand, right? So I just feel like God wants to deal with some thoughts that maybe you've been thinking, some things that are holding you back from being able to communicate his, whatever he wants you to communicate. It's really listening to the Holy Spirit, right? So, and, and I feel like everybody in this room is already doing that, but it's from glory to glory to glory, right? Yeah. So there's another level of glory. And I also think that everybody here knows there's a stirring happening in the spirit and the Holy Spirit's ready to release some stuff, but it's on us if we really want it. Yeah. Right? Right. So close your eyes. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. We just say, have your way, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Come into this room even more. Yeah. Holy Spirit, right now I ask you to bring something up in each mind. Something that you no longer want to hold them back. Whatever it is. And remember, there's no shame. You don't have to hide it. He already knows. He wants you to feel safe to bring it. It's your choice. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that you bring something that isn't, that you no longer want there. Yeah. And it might be something that you want to expand on. It might be something that you don't want there at all anymore. But Holy Spirit, you know what it is. And I thank you that you bring it to the forefront of everybody's mind right now. Whatever that thing is. I thank you that there's no shame. Yeah. I thank you that we don't have to hide. I thank you that you don't flinch and you don't turn your face from us. I thank you that you're not offended, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I want you to take that thought and ask Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with this? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Trust him. Whatever it is, trust him. If he says jump up, jump up. Whatever he tells you to do, be obedient to him. Nothing else matters. Be obedient to him. Thank you for your goodness, Holy Spirit. And then ask him, what does he want to give you right now? What thought does he want to give you right now? And then ask him, how can you keep that thought? What do you need to do to keep that thought? Holy Spirit, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. I thank you for the freedom 
for the freedom that you are longing for us to step into. Yeah. For, the, for us to believe you at your word, to take you at your word and push it to the limit. Take that promise and push it to the limit. Push it and push it and push it until you can't push it anymore. Test it every day. Test that, that promise, that truth every day. Take him at his word. Yeah. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for each heart. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are drawing us nearer to you and we are responding. I thank you that because of this moment, there will be a ripple effect in our lives that will affect everybody around us because we are light bearers. So our lights just got brighter and that's going to affect everybody. Thank you for the simplicity, Holy Spirit. Thank you for how simple you make it. I thank you that with us believing it, it's a, we're just stepping into releasing you, communicating what you want us to communicate, however you want us to communicate it. You're eager to be a part of everything in our lives, every situation, every encounter, every hello, every goodbye, every time we turn on our car, every, turn, every time we turn on the radio, every time we turn on the TV, when we're cooking, when we're in the bathroom, you want to be a part of every single encounter. You're constantly speaking. So I thank you that our hearts are becoming aware that the ears of our hearts are so inclined to you right now in this moment that really our lives are going to look so different from this day forward because we're just going to choose to take you at your word and we're going to be listening for you. So come, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Living faith will never look the same again. Yeah. yeah. It'll never look the same again because we're going to be obedient to you. Because we're going to take you at your word. Because we're going we're gonna to choose to listen to you, Holy Spirit. And it's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Everybody good? This is a school, so tonight was lots of lessons and, yeah, demonstration of we're learning. Amen? Thanks, Jack. I love you.